0: Um, and that, 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 was, that, that was pretty big. I don't want to be sized this yeah, but yeah, that, that was pretty big. But apparently,
1: okay. it's mm-hmm. big enough
0: to be a good start to the bonus cost. The <laughs> bonus episode of Overclock ZA in your ears. I am Lindsay Shooters, joined as always by Gavin Dudley. You know the drill. You know who we are. You know where to find us. We are talking about TVs. This is the TV spectacular. We <laughs> were together in the same space, Gavin and I, at the Sense offices in Cape Town viewing 100 inches of laser projection onto a special panel. So the nice thing about laser TVs, they super short throw projectors, this one particularly, um, they offer zero eye strain because all of the electromagnetic radiation has been absorbed by the panel that's reflecting it into your eyes. So there was a study in China where... They. <laughs> it's actually quite crazy. I'm going to link it down in the description. Okay, what have you got? They took people and they put them in a room. Um, but that's more the descriptions that are really messed up, man. Okay, um, what happened
1: to the people in the room?
0: So they were like, "Cool, we're gonna turn off the lights. You're gonna be in a dark room. Half <laughs> of you are gonna have an LCD panel. Half of you are gonna have a laser TV. Uh, because China's uh-huh. like the leaders in laser yeah, TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And they published like all the white papers uh, about like this this sort on of the list. stick, yeah. And <laughs> they say that the LCD people were complaining of pain and eye swelling. So I'm like, oh no, would you subject. <laughs>
1: Okay, they probably were probably strapped into chairs with special things <laughs> holding their eyelids open. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Okay, so I mean, I think I think you picked up a bit too much momentum too quickly there. So what we were doing at the High Sense office is looking at their uh, laser projector TV. Now we all know what a projector is. We've all been in a boardroom or in a seminar or something where they're projecting things onto a screen. This is not that projector. This is a short, pro sh- short throw projector. So the projector only stands like half a meter away from the wall, and then it paints this picture onto the wall, which in this case is a special kind of panel which you hang on the wall, which then produces an awesome picture. But the panel is just a passive panel. It's just a, it's almost like a whiteboard that you would mm. use in an office. It doesn't it do anything. <laughs> all, all the magic, all the magic happens in this projector, which then, you know, projects this pristine picture onto this blank panel on the wall from about half a meter away. So it's all very space efficient and very interesting. I still, to be honest, can't get to the bottom of why they call it a laser projector. Because I, all they, they told using, me was that they're focusing the light in some way. Is that,
0: they, is that it? They are using three laser beams. Three different color laser beams. A red, a blue, beams. and a green kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yes, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Not checking out. You get um, dual lasers, and you get like one that just uses blue and then uses filters. So this is no filter, just focusing lenses, and it goes into a prism, and it projects all the things. So, Gavin, we many years ago, yes. we sat down, and we were talking about TV technology. Was, I think it was at the Samsung ULED. No, which mm-hmm. QLED, QLED, with the quantum Okay, dot. Yes, I remember the Q-led, when yeah, the parts yeah, yeah. were first. Continued. Right, we right, were in yeah. A, it was like this, it was a warehouse that they just kind of draped a black um, thing around. Okay. And then there were like different experience areas where they were explaining different parts of, of this TV. Anyway, yes. and we both figured out how little we know of how TVs create pictures.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. You can, you can gloss over it, but actually, for example, oh man, when you talk about these nano, nano filters and stuff, you know, it kind of becomes quite technical. Okay, yeah. But, you know, the, the average person has no idea how the TV picture gets onto their, onto their yeah. screen. And, I mean, it's only us, really, who takes an interest in the size of the nanoparticles but and what color is, beams they're shining through. And, yeah. I mm-hmm. know
0: more about how an OLED panel or an LCD panel with quantum dots technology um, creates the picture out of the colored pixels. Then I do about what goes on inside of that prism. (laughs) Okay, right. Okay, yeah, the laser projector. Okay. So so there's a prism and the prism kicks out the, the picture and then you decide how big you want the picture to appear depending on the quality. And the because yeah. if you move the thing further away, the picture gets bigger. If you yes. move closer, right. the picture gets smaller. But the quality standard on this is hundred was hundred inch yeah. that we so saw. hundred, you got your optimal picture. Yeah, but they are but you can make it bigger an, or smaller. Mm. They are bringing an eighty-eight inch, which is actually the flagship model, because the panel has two hundred speakers built into it. You didn't say 200 speakers. You better check your notes. I mean, how are they going to fit two? No, there's it,
1: no 200 speakers, bro. Maybe two.
0: They call it, two. it a <laughs> screen, and it has, dude, I promise you it was like 200 tweeters. I didn't no, actually. No, it can't be. Dude, it was a okay. lot. It was more. Okay, the, the differences.
1: <laughs> okay, well, the point is, that on this slightly smaller picture, the 88-inch picture, which is their flagship model, which they expect to sell a lot more of in the final analysis, the panel that hangs on the wall is again um, the panel itself is inactive, but it has to be powered because it comes with a whole lot of special speakers baked into it. Yes. So you get a much better audio performance from this 88-inch model. Is that right? Am I understanding correct? Yes. Correctly? yes. So, so that's also the nice both, thing. Both both projectors have got speakers in them, so that if you were to move your you know, your projector out to your garage and project onto your garage wall instead of onto your fancy panel in your living room, you would still have sound that comes from the projector yes. itself. But if you use the fancy panel on this 88-inch model, you get like the fulsome sound because it's got all these speakers built in. We don't know if it's as many as 200 speakers, but it's a lot of speakers, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just the tweeters and then the bass and stuff is in the actual box of the projector. But on this 100-inch that we saw... All of the speaker tech was in the box. And it's an entire okay. smart TV in a box. But they West, run their own, <laughs> what do they call operating it? Operating
1: system. Vida. Vida, 4. yeah. V-I-D-A-A. Yeah, Vida.
0: Yes. So, so the story that they spun out. It's us the operating system, yeah. Gavin, So I sense were like pioneers with Android TV. Like when Android yep. TV was super crap. They ran, and they were proud of it. Like, they put their... That was, like, three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. were like, we run Android. So then what happened with between them and Google?
1: Um, Google decided to start charging them too much to have uh, the apps installed on their TV. So normally, uh, uh, Google sort of does this stuff for free, but I think in this case because they needed to develop specific things mm. google ended up passing on some cost to them which they then decided they couldn't carry because it was affecting the profitability of their TVs to be paying google for this operating system on the TV so they decided to go their own way and do their own operating system which is of course what uh, lg and samsung are doing sony is now used to have its own operating system is now reverted to using android so makes for a very interesting market it's just that you know once you've got used to using an android operating system on a tv as i have done because i've reviewed a couple of them and i've reviewed a couple of set-top boxes all running android you kind of get used to that then when you're suddenly faced with samsung's own operating system or lg's own operating system feels like a whole learning curve you have to get used to but you know there was a day when all tvs had their own operating systems so i think i'm just moaning for nothing The point is that Samsung started off with Android TV. They were the first in the country many years ago, no longer. I think they still have one or two legacy models running Android. But the big Android TV manufacturer in South Africa at the moment is Skyworth. And also Sony have brought their TVs back to South Africa. And those are now all running Android TV. So, Mm. okay. so Mm. the point with this Hisense, before we spend any any more time on it, is that you are probably not going to own one of these in your home. The 100-inch was how much? It was about 90K, 100K, something like that? I think it was 105K. 105,000. That, that
0: includes a a a bespoke white glove installation thing that includes your brackets and everything if you want to hang the thing from the ceiling. Um, yeah, the dudes come and
1: install it in your house and set it all up optimally, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a portable. You can move the thing around it, Pretty much just like one power cable and then you HDMI everything in. Um, it had four HDMI ports and two USB ports. Um, and I think there was an optical, yes, optical out as well for your audio system if you want to roll that way. But what I'm most interested bar, yeah. in, yeah. What I'm hmm. most interested in though, I actually want to get hold of one of these Chromecasts with Google TV. Um mm-hmm. so I can experience this new Google TV interface that seems so amazing. Um yeah. But the problem that I did note here was that Hisense's VDAR system does not have all of the smart TV apps that you might expect.
1: Yeah. So again, they're going on the 80-20 principle. So they've got 80, well, what 80% of people will use, they've got. So they've got um, obviously YouTube, obviously Netflix, obviously Amazon, obviously Showmax, um, which is what 80% of people are using for their streaming. Then they've got three or four other minor players. But, you know, I don't know. I think they probably made the right call. They just got to service those 80% of people. I think the kind of person who's buying a 100-inch laser projector is not the kind of person who's going to be using some exotic app that none of us have ever used, that Lindsay obviously plans to use on his 100000 Rand so, TV.
0: So, So I... <sighs> Because I've been involved with you for so long, I've had the pleasure of of interviewing various smart home installers and high-end, like, TV installers for people that set Mm -hmm. up, like, those cinema rooms and stuff with the Dolby Atmos systems and everything. And those people are using, like, popcorn time and, like, it's pretty, it's a high level of, like, we are very rich, we can afford to have a cinema in our house, but we refuse to pay for content, but we want the newest stuff (laughs) the highest resolution. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I mean,
1: although I think that that stuff is changing now, you see, because of streaming, um, people are just defaulting to bloody streaming and DSTV. And if you've got the bucks, it's DSTV and Netflix. And, you know, it's like, no matter how wealthy you are, you end up with an an iPhone that a whole lot of relatively unwealthy people can also afford. There is no better model, you know. I think that's what's going on. So So you just, no matter how wealthy you are, you end up with Netflix, you
0: know. Movie Mm. comes out, movie debuts in cinemas because of our territory. Mm. Movie is available on Disney Plus or HBO Max, which we don't get Mm. here. So the only way to obtain it is illegally. Right. By downloading it off the internet. Yeah. So there you need decent compatibility with Plex, with. Right. You need, dice, you need you need whatever. a good
1: player that will play these kind of things. Most people default to VLC, but there are lots of better players than VLC. Okay. And and the concern here is, is that VLC. Yeah. What is better? Than VLC? Um, uh, well, you know, things like Plex are more like media servers, okay. uh, whereas you know VLC is really just a player. You know, so I mean, there are different ways of of slicing and dicing. But the point is that Hisense doesn't have the resources to port all those apps to run on its laser projector. It's covered 80% of what most people will be doing, probably a bit more than 80%. Mm. So, you know, I guess you kind of... I, for example, Facebook has got... What's it called? Facebook Watch or something like that, yeah. where it, it collates all videos together. I don't think the high sense is going to have the Facebook Watch app, no. for example. They're going to you know, have
0: some Chinese so, version of it that's going to pull, like...
1: Yeah, that kind of thing. And they probably have, like, Vice or something like that. I don't know. But they don't have, you know they, they catering to 80 percent of the
0: market but it looks like um, it looks slick and you're probably just gonna plug your playstation 5 into it anyway, anyway yeah so i mean one of the one of the
1: questions phone? one of the questions you asked which was very i think important was um multiplayer could you divvy up the screen so you've hmm. got your playstation and you've got four people playing on the playstation this thing at 100 inches is so big that you can actually divide the screen into four segments and each one of those segments would be bigger than a typical gaming monitor, in, you know, in your, in your room. Mm. So, you know, it's so big that actually you can, it's easy to play multi-person games and everybody has a big screen to, to work on when they divide that 100-inch screen up into four. Yeah. Very cool, I thought. Um, how much was that 88-inch going
0: to cost? Eh? I forget. That, that I forget. Um, but yeah, the installation uh. is valued at 1,500 Rand, um, and <laughs> you also get access to a, I don't, I don't think it's quite 24-7, but a, a customer care line. So if you run into any problems with the VDAR system, um, you can call them up and they'll give you some immediate training and try and help you out as best as possible. But that's the, the nice thing about like the premium, the soft life, is that you get <laughs> all of these, these, these services and white glove yeah. people. Like they care about you as a customer. Yeah, I'm yeah, told up and then they're like, yeah, bugger off, please um, buy a yeah, new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, buy a new one. <laughs> not like you and I are going to the macro, seeing what's
1: on special, loading it in the back of our too small card, getting it home. You know, we're not really in the white glove service bracket, unfortunately.
0: But then there's this um, other conversation that we need to have. So Sense yeah. had a, a reputation for like high quality Locally manufactured panels because they assemble mm. those things here. Um, yeah, in the lower end models, they're actually building those circuit boards as well. I don't yeah. think like, they the really top end stuff is coming with. The, like I, I, I have I have one of the engineers on LinkedIn still, Elton. Mm. Yeah, down here, and he's like yes. amazing at what he does. So now it's Skyworth in the picture. Yes, also producing really really good panels. Took over the whole Sinotech production line. Um, right. Where where do we stand now with advising people to buy cheaper panels that are not LG, Samsung, Sony?
1: Yes, this is a very good question. So I've been quite bullish on Skyworth for some time. The first product of theirs I reviewed was their top, top top-end product, which was an OLED. It was absolutely beautiful. But I also realized that this was not where the rubber meets the road for most people. Most people are not going to buy an OLED from Skyworth because... When you're spending that much money, it's hard to go with an untrusted brand. Mm. But um, the Skyworth I've reviewed recently is the SUC 9300, 9300, um, which is just a regular 4K LED TV. And it was absolutely superb. I had a fantastic experience from a nice intuitive remote that worked properly and effectively. To the Google Assistant thing, which used to be in the remote. You had to speak to the remote. Mm. Now the microphones are in the TV itself, so you can actually activate it from anywhere. You don't have to have the remote in your hand. These kind of things, HDR+, Dolby Vision with Atmos. And I thought the picture was so good. It was, you know, in my mind, it was almost indistinguishable from an OLED TV. Mm. And then the OLED TV actually arrived here. And then I realized that as good as that SkyWorth picture was, it was possible to get much better. So the SkyWorth I reviewed was 50-inch, SUC 9300 with 8 gigabytes of memory for storing apps and so on. And that was 7,600 Rand. So that is a fantastic deal. It's a full smart TV, full Android TV, 7,600 Rand. I thought it was a fantastic picture um and like i say the android tv is a it's like a a thing you kind of you adapt to very quickly and so i would stand behind a Skyworth 50 inch tv at this point because i had a great experience with it and they've been in the market now for nearly two years so that means you know that people are actually purchasing their products no one's rejecting their products if their products were bad you know all the the big stores that carry their stuff would have dropped them by now because they don't need them they could carry you know Sony and Samsung and uh, LG and get away with it, but they are carrying SkyWorth because there obviously is a real value proposition there and the products have stood up for over a year and they haven't had terrible comebacks and so on. So the SkyWorth SUC 9300 for 7,600, I thought was a great experience. I really enjoyed that. Do they manufacture
0: panels in my sweet spot, which is 40, 43 inches.
1: Uh, 43 is the entry into the market now. You, be, you know you got to you got to fight to find a, a 43 inch TV because they all want to start at 50 and go up from yeah. there. 50 is now the baseline model. You know, I know you but like a small big. TV. It's
0: too big for me. Most- yeah, it
1: can be it can be cumbersome and big. I agree with you. So 43 inch is there's a couple of models. 48 inch is a couple more models. 32 inch, the truly small TVs almost impossible to find. And there, they don't bother to create quality 32-inch experiences at all anymore. They just produce it functionally for people who've only got a space big enough for a 32-inch. It's, you know, the specs and stuff have generally been quite low on those yeah.
0: low-end TVs. Yeah, I see. I see, like, for me, a three HDMI, one USB situation is ideal um, mm. so that you running whatever you need to, like, dude, if you need more than three HDMIs, like you need to yeah, really... yeah you're doing something <laughs> wrong. Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, uh, okay so, so yeah
1: yeah. So so, so you you still on, in the 43 inch market yeah. So yeah. there you want to pay about six grand for your TV.
0: And yeah. then 32s they've started to drop their third HDMI. So you're only getting like two if you're lucky. And it's like yeah like one on the side and one out the back.
1: <laughs> yeah this guy's kind, of, kind of weird and it looks ugly. There's normally a massive bezel all the way around. Yeah you know that kind of thing. It's they, they like they they just doing it functionally for people who, who have to have a small TV. They're not actively trying to sell those models, you know, mm. um, yeah, but those however, are
0: HDTV built in. Um, so uh, yeah. digital TV. So you can pick up the digital streams again. Yeah. A lot of Chinese channels um, going there. Just a lot of construction and engineering and rah, 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 belt and road. Um,
1: well, I don't know. I mean, you're talking now about the, the digital Tudor built into the yeah. TV. That's yeah, talking the about. DTV. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm picking up a lot of interesting South African channels on there. There's like three or four different ETV channels, including one dedicated cartoons, yeah. one dedicated HD movies, one dedicated news. SABC, I think, has got three news channels and mm. an education channel and other things. So there's quite a lot going on in the in the free-to-air space there now that you can get the digital tuner built into the TV, yeah. which you will get, for example, on every TV above six or seven thousand rand. They now all have them built in, which is a bonus.
0: Mm. Yeah, even even below that, um, Samsung is oh, the yeah. what's it the series three, or the, yeah, ah. the the series three TVs, which come in like thirty-two mm. inches and above. Um, those yeah. are getting the digital tuner. In other interesting news, since you touched on it, ETV and SABC have now sat together and sorted out their problems. So now you're getting SABC channels on OVHD, um, just improving that offering quite a bit. Like for me, I still haven't repositioned my satellite um, because they, the changed, dish- yeah, they, they they changed dishes. They changed dish, or at least constellation directions um are you I supposed haven't... to
1: adjust it yourself or are you supposed to get the service people to do it
0: so you get when you get it you get a, a installation voucher and then yeah. you have to get someone in after that to come and do it at your own expense so oh, you mean if you want to change it if you want yeah. to tweak it or change it so, yeah okay yeah, we have other priorities going on. Here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, okay, but the other drum that you enjoy beating is why do you need a smart TV? Can't we just get a set top box? Yes. So, as my TVs are my own TVs when I'm not reviewing TVs, my TVs are aging rapidly, and even though they are smart TVs, they're struggling to run the very latest version of all the apps because the TVs are getting a bit old, and so increasingly, I've been using set top boxes. For those who don't know, that means that you would get like an operating system like like um, Android TV running on a small box about the size of let's say if you put four mobile phones together, that's about the size of the box. i just or just ballpark. a
0: stick. When in, when you, you no, know, some of them are just like a stick. The Me stick.
1: Yeah. And then what they do is those things connect to the internet and they go and fetch your Netflix, they go and fetch your Amazon Prime, they go and fetch your video services for you. Many of them have got Chromecast built in mm. and then you get a, rem- a remote control which just controls the set-top box. So it doesn't matter whether the TV is a smart TV or not because the whole smart portion of it is now in the set-top box. Mm. So the one I reviewed recently is called the Media Box Maverick, the MBX4K. Which was actually a very good experience. I reviewed earlier versions of this product, like a lot earlier, like two years ago. Yeah. And really, those were not great. This media box was great because it's running Android TV operating system and it's got support for HDMI 2.1, which hmm. we'll discuss maybe in another podcast. This got,
0: is the TV uh, podcast. This is this is
1: the spectacular. Sure people, do people want to hear a whole a whole pod just on TVs? Maybe maybe it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can you can go into the weeds on HDMI, HDMI 2.1. My media box Maverick MBX 4K, which you can buy online, um, is 1,600 rand. So if you want to just extend the life of your existing TV hmm. a little bit longer, and you want to get good 4K content in and all that kind of thing, then uh, consider getting a set top so box for 1,600 rand.
0: Does that media box have inputs in it? So does it have a, a USB input? Yes, USB is
1: not not a lot. It's got one USB 2 and one USB 3, no USB C. But then, you know, for 1,600
0: Rand, it is what it is. So it's it's, it's 4K handling is very good. This is important because the Chromecast with Google TV built in, which is the new one, which comes with its own remote as well. Um, So this is just like a little puck sort of thing that you plug into the TV and you plug Mm -hmm. it into power on the USB as well. Uh, it goes into HDMI, and now there's a little remote, and it's got and Google TV built into it. So the whole Android TV operating system is built in there. Um, mm-hmm. And that is 1,600 Rand. Uh, you can get it for 1,800 Rand at Salu City, um, or you can go to mm-hmm. Superbolist, and you can get it for 1,600 Rand. So, so that Chromecast is a great
1: alternative to a set-top box, yeah. Might yeah. even be better than a set-top. Box in yeah, some but this
0: has the full operating system built into it as Google mm-hmm. intended and it's beautifully designed nice modern and it will it will look well it will look good next to your air purifier <laughs> but actually you, you won't see it though because in most people's cases it'll be plugged into the back of the TV
1: okay so this little puck has an HDMI port on the one end which plugs into your HDMI but it has to be powered somehow and Lindsay came up with a cunning idea you can take the power cable that goes into the Chromecast and plug it into one of the USB ports of the TV, and that yeah. will power it. Which was a revelation to me because, of course, I was running a power cable all the way down to my plug point. <laughs> Don't laugh, man. That was a that was a genius innovation. That I'm going to use that as a power tip in the future. It's you can power your Chromecast, your TV
0: US. Anyway, um, okay. So, mm. so then for Apple TV, the 4K is. Uh, Four thousand rand right now. So if oh, you have my skin, in, if, if you have skin in the Apple game, mm. there is like if you are spending money on like Apple services or mm. like you have money there, you have an iPhone and iPad, you have the whole ecosystem. That for me is it's it's like the Rolls Royce of.
1: Okay, so, so the, your point, your the, the reason to get an Apple TV obviously it's it's very sexy it's easy to operate it's very you know beautiful and reliable but the main thing is that you want to do uh the apple sharing from your apple devices to get it to play on your tv the best way to do that would be through
0: so what what i found i use airplay very very little um and mm. when it comes to like google's apps like and other apps that i've used as well um you can actually just cast those directly to if the app is running on the Apple TV, you can cast directly there. Um, but the best thing about the Apple TV is it's not slow, which has been my experience with all Android TV boxes, even my my budget pick at the moment, my the me, the Xiaomi Mi Stick. Yeah, that's a great product. Yeah, nine hundred rand right now, I think on Take A Lot, I saw it. That's a great product. Yeah. Um, yeah, 850 rand. Like that thing is amazing. It runs Google TV, it does Chromecast, it does Airplane. Mm-hmm. It's like a smart TV in a stick, does what it says on the box, but it is incredibly frustratingly slow.
1: Just mm. in terms of,
0: like your navigation through the thing, like if you don't know better, you won't know
1: better. <laughs> Okay, but what is it? What is this running as its as its basic operating system? Is it Android TV, yes, or is it some? TV. Is it
0: okay? It's so this TV. is a
1: Xiaomi product. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just running on like I think it's a dual core processor clocked at like one. Yeah, no, that's
1: no good, and eh? no, that's no good. I mean, five
0: so or something.
1: Yeah, you see, that's no good. So this, I think it's getting. I think that product is aging. Maybe, I'm, maybe there's an updated version because you think really the do you know, you need significant processing power now. If you're going to decode 4K streams and stuff like that, you need some processing power on there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. So let me just jump around a bit. Okay. So your Apple TV, you're saying that you're using the, uh, what's it called? The Apple sharing protocol? AirPlay. 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 You're using um, AirPlay very seldom, actually. Very seldom. Okay. Because all so, the apps are so, there. All the apps exist. They are beautifully designed. Yeah. So what you're saying is if you're using the Apple TV set-top box, you're installing your Netflix app on that. Yes. And so you don't have to send things from your phone to your Apple TV because the apps are running on the Apple TV already. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. But now every now and then, Apple has a beef with someone and then refuses to support their app. I think Amazon was one of them. I think at one stage, Amazon set-top box refused to run Apple TV and Apple TV refused to run Amazon. They keep having these beefs because yeah. they're all fighting for territory and stuff. I'm pretty sure that it was a period where Amazon uh, Prime Video wouldn't run on Apple the, TV. The Prime Video app is crap. just horrid. It is just, it's just exactly like Netflix. How is it different horrid? to Netflix? It's exactly the same.
0: No, Netflix, you know? is, Netflix is slick and it it like does things like Amazon just looks like it comes out of like the early two thousands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Like, I mean, we we've been we've been revisiting the
1: idea of whether we want Apple TV again in our house because you know the selection is not the broadest; it's the narrowest. Are you talking about Apple quality, TV
0: Plus now? The streaming yeah, service. Apple TV Plus the wow. service.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the it's it's the it's the smallest pool of content, but it really is very strong. What's there is very good, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but you know, there we're not that. even using what we've got. So, hmm. yeah, uh, there Apple, Apple TV Plus is available here, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it just is. Just shade under 100 bucks, I believe.
0: Um, I forget, but they're trying to upsell you now to that Apple One thing where you can get oh, Apple oh, Music right. and iCloud. And, yeah, which yeah. is very irritating because Apple are now serving ads. And then my daughter the other day was like, what's this Apple Arcade thing? And I'm like, we have three months free <laughs> the subscription and then daddy has to pay with his credit card and y'all yeah. don't even use the switch as much as you should so uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is not happening how much is the apple one deal though or does it vary a bit um it varies you can get a single or a family deal um i forget right it's a single if I, open my, if I if i open my iphone and i go into um, my profile, it should serve me up in ad. <laughs> okay. Actually, um, yes, yes, there we go. Apple Arcade available. No decline. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, because, because my wa- my wife is already using Apple Music, you know, so... Yes, um, so I'm thinking we could maybe get Apple TV. Maybe it wouldn't cost that much more. Maybe it would only cost 50 bucks more than what we were already yeah, pay. You know? I'll,
0: I'll circle back on that on, on the right. regular and the regular episode of this show, um, which okay. is later this Can week. I Can I throw in one more thing quickly?: Yes. Okay,
1: so OLED TV, everyone's heard about OLED TV. By now you've probably figured out that the biggest difference between OLED and regular LED TV is everything there's a massive difference between these two We're not just talking about picture quality the technology is fundamentally different uh, regular led tv like most of us have has a light source behind the tv built you know inside the tv that shines through to you sitting on the couch and then there are filters in front of it which create the picture the oled tv is not like that the oled picture doesn't have a light source behind shining through the actual pixels that make up the picture, each, electro, each individually electrified and create different colors by themselves. It's not a light shining through a filter. This allows for a couple of unique things, but the bottom line is that the picture quality is just superb in every possible way. So, I mean, what's interesting is that LG pioneered OLED TV technology and has done for years and dominates that whole segment of the market. And Samsung refused to acknowledge that LG had the superior TV technology. Samsung just kept plugging away with its LED technology, and frankly, the LED technology has gotten so good with Samsung, it's almost as good as an LG OLED. It really is that impressive. But I've had an LG OLED on review for a couple of weeks, and it has really been quite mind-blowing—the picture quality that's possible, the richness, the detail, the shades—you um, know—all these things. The skin, skin uh, color reproduction has been superb. Um, One of the issues is that it uses the WebOS operating system. I won't go into the details about where WebOS comes from, but it has a long and storied history. And it wants to be driven primarily with a pointer on the screen, like a mouse pointer. So you use the remote control like a mouse pointer. Unfortunately for me, it's been a very hit and miss experience. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't work, it's just very irritating. Um, You can work around it just, you know, moving around on the screen with a different mechanism, but this pointer thing is its main driving technology and it's not great. Um, The other problem with WebOS is that when I was using Android TV on the other review products I was using, I got used to simply speaking to the TV and going, show me Tom Cruise movies, or I would tell it, you know, find this movie and it would look on all my services and see which of my services had that movie available and then come back to me. Now, because WebOS, doesn't have access to the full Google suite of artificial intelligence, it's not nearly as effective. When I tell it, I want to watch a Tom Cruise movie on Netflix, it can't navigate its way through that kind of instruction. Mm. So it makes a very good argument for why you might want Android TV at the end of the day. But for picture quality, there's nothing beating this LG OLED. I have the 55 CXPVA, which is a very reasonable price. For a fifty-five OLED, fifty-five inch OLED TV at twenty-two thousand rand, very reasonable. <laughs> <price>. Cheaper <laughs> than it's ever been. I mean, that's double the price either, either Lindsay or I would like to pay for a
0: TV. But that's for OLED TV, more that's than very, very, very cheap. I want to pay for a TV, man. Yeah, uh, I- okay, but you. Did. Even if I, like, win the lotto, I don't think I I would be able to, like, roll up to a macro and drop more than, like, seven and a half thousand rand on a TV.
1: This is the problem with my life, is that once I've seen these OLED TVs, how am I supposed
0: to now live without it? How am I supposed to go back to my other TV? I've had them on test in my house. My family has become really... Attached to those big things, but it's <laughs> right everything I stand for. Coming back to you, Apple One, hundred and forty bucks a month for individual, hundred and eighty-five random month for a family. family. Yeah. So okay, yeah. this is
1: Apple One. So that yeah. does that include some iCloud storage or not?
0: Yes, it's two hundred okay. gigs of iCloud storage. It's Apple Arcade. It is Apple Music and Apple TV Plus.
1: Okay. Well interesting. You see, we're not going to use the arcade. We might use a but right. I think we're going to use more than that amount of storage. But I think just to have Apple TV and Apple Music together might make sense in that package there.
0: Yeah, okay. so you can pay for them separately and they work out cheaper. <laughs> <Will> <laughs> they? Yeah, probably yeah, not they much cheaper that. though.
1: I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Apple Music's sixty bucks a month. Yeah, something and like that. Apple TV will probably be at least uh, eighty bucks a month, I'm sure. So Apple uh, One, I'm
0: sure, covers it. Oh, well. 50 rand, Gavin. This is <laughs> thrilling audio. This is, this is all I'm saying. Thrilling audio. So, Gavin, okay. you've now had experience with the high-end and the low-budget yeah. TVs. Budget to you is yes. like 15,000. No, 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 Budget to me is 10. <laughs> 10. I, I think I'm going to stop
1: laughing like an idiot. Man, for 10,000 rand, here is a product you're going to use three or four hours every day, not just one person, but the whole family. Three or four hours every day for the next four years at least. In that context, I promise you, 10,000 Rand is almost nothing you're spending. Compared to, say, a computer, you can buy a laptop for 10,000 Rand. It'll be useless in a year. Okay. Wow. <laughs> or a year and a half. You know, this I mean, is a big thing. Yeah.
0: Smartphones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're buying Android phones, they're quite disposable. Um, yeah. At this <laughs> point, mean, a 10,000
1: Android phone is very mediocre. Yeah. So what okay.
0: we have learned today is, um, the locally produced panels are really good. A laser TV is the best thing you can do for your eyes. Um, there is research that I will link down in the po- in the podcast description. It is ridiculously expensive, but a good investment if you are if you have the money to spend. If you are not yes, and you take this stuff seriously and you have the money to spend, the Hisense laser TV is the yeah. one for you. Um, if you're into big
1: cinematic experiences and possibly even multiplayer gaming, that sort of 100-inch thing will work for you.
0: Yeah. Lindsay believes um, that no TV um, should go above 43 inches if you are keeping it in your lounge and you have a standard-sized house. If you have a bigger house, of course, go as wild. Go as wild as just don't get a curved TV. Like I said, when curved TV started, I had this conversation with you, Gavin. I was like, this yeah. is a dumb idea because yeah, every single yeah, ad, yeah had the couch directly in front of the curved TV.
1: It's just not how it works, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in fact, the only way it works is if you're directly in front of it. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, what else have we okay. learned? They are set-top boxes. You can go as expensive as 4,000 Rand for a good Apple TV, the Apple one. the Apple mm-hmm. TV 4K, or you can go 850 Rand for the Xiaomi Mi stick, It's going to be a bit slow. Or you can land somewhere in the middle at the 1,500 Rand and pick up the Google Chromecast with Google TV. Um, Or the
1: thing that I reviewed, which is the Media Box Maverick, the MBX 4K for 1,600, which was very satisfying for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of it. OLED is superior to LCD, LED. Most TVs are LED. It's just the difference between, like, I think zoning, local zoning, local zoning <sighs> is gonna become a big thing because that's where they just yeah, pack sure. LEDs in smaller zones. Um so that yeah, they yeah, control yeah. the individual brightness of certain sections. Parts of the screen. Yes. So like um with this this the Snyder cut where it was uh-huh. a by three.
1: <laughs> I'm busy watching the Snyder cut actually, but it's so long, but it's it's a, it's a completely hour. different movie. It's no, a completely it's not. different the story movie. Is the same, they end
0: up in the same place. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, no, obviously. I mean, they have to because that's the, the movie. But I picked up a whole lot of things that are completely different. I think because I just watched the, the original version and now I watched the Snyder Cut like two weeks later. So I, I'm immediately sensitive to what's different.
0: But the okay. Snyder Cut with those big black pillar box bars on the side because it only takes yeah. up like, the middle of your screen. Local dimming will keep those things crisp and black. Whereas without good local dimming, it's all just like a gray mess. On the side of of the picture, are you sure that the slider cut
1: is like a four three with black boxes? Because I don't remember that from my experience of it.
0: Are hmm. you stretching it? Or are you not watching it? No, anymore? I don't
1: think so. But maybe I better go and check and see if it's doing that automatically, and I didn't notice. No, should man, I wouldn't notice Four by three. It really four, three.
0: wow, wow. It, okay. it was the way that he intended, so that the heroes yeah, dominate yeah, yeah. the frame, and it's it's really okay. interesting when you look I, at it from a technical perspective. Um, but yeah so local dimming is a thing watch out for that the more zones the better um what are like give me two things that you really shouldn't care about like marketing claims that mean nothing
1: okay um Well, I don't know if this qualifies, but I'm a very firm believer that picture quality is always going to be much better than size. So don't prioritize size, prioritize picture quality. When you spend your money, I know you might be tempted to get the biggest TV you can so that your neighbors can see it through your lounge window. That's not the way to go. It's always going to serve you much better in the long term to get a quality picture rather than a bigger picture. So Mm. spend money on quality, not just on size. So that's the one thing. The second thing is Check out the remote control, man. Make sure it is robust. Make sure it feels comfortable in your hand. And if possible, get one with backlighting. Because what I'm finding is I'm sitting in a darkened room, sometimes a very dark room, to have a really good experience. And I can't see what's going on on the damn remote control. And it drives me absolutely crazy. It's the smallest thing for them to light the remote control. But you won't find that very often, and it's
0: remote control, but it would be a good idea. A I wish remote control. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> In the 2019 <laughs> <parliament>. <laughs> So good I'm going to end on this one little piece of advice. When you walk out, when you decide that you need to upgrade your TV and you pick the one that you want, subtract 3,000 Rand from that and get the best option you can at 3,000 Rand less. And then take that 3,000 Rand and buy a decent soundbar. Interesting. Yes. Okay, interesting, interesting.
1: Although, I mean, I've actually I've got a soundbar on review here, but actually it's like exhausting and overwhelming. I mean, the the family complains no end because the bass rumbles through the house and you know a lot of movies don't really need massive sound not every movie is the Fast and the Furious 9 you know
0: no, but um, just to hear the dialogue to hear like the sure. score to hear like just you know, for me I've I've experienced so I'm I'm spoiler proof so I watch all of the analysis and the stuff about right. everything when the movie comes out um, so I know when I watch the movie, my experience is going to be unique to me and it's going to be a beautiful thing for me if it's a beautiful experience. And okay. the sound design and the sound quality of my is a big factor. experience is a big yeah. factor when it comes to me. Sure. It's the reason sure, sure. why I go to a <clears throat> cinema is just for that immersive sound, well, yeah. not so much for the screen.
1: So just take a flyer. What do you think is a reasonable amount to spend on a bar? Uh. I, I haven't actually haven't priced any 3, for a 000, long time. Man. So three thousand. So oh, okay. Oh right, that's the three thousand you say you must save on the purchase of the TV. Yeah. yeah okay. So like,
0: like that. Uh, Philips makes some good Fidelio stuff at, at that range. Um, yeah. Some of them you okay. can even clip off um, the ends um, as like Bluetooth speakers and put them behind you, so you can have like surround sound. Um, I don't think we need to be stepping into the realm of like you need a separate sub box. Because that is okay. where the problems start.
1: <laughs> so you think just, just the bar, the bar will generate good enough sound quality even without a separate yes. bass bin? Is that but what you're saying? It's
0: yes. firing at your actual face. Like <sighs> right. the space okay. so a TV's playing it out from the side and like behind yeah. the thing. And yeah, it's just a, a terrible situation. Okay.
1: So it's, it'll be much more ergonomic, much simpler. If you can just get a good quality bar, you don't have to have the bass bin. The bass can actually be quite exhausting to listen to. If you're watching a movie for two and a half hours with rumbling bass all the time. It's actually exhausting. So you're right. The bar thing actually gives you what you really want, which is good dialogue and stuff and crisp sound. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. About 3000 for the soundbar. Yes, I can see that. So the, the winning combination would be a 7000 rand tv and a 3000 rand soundbar for 10 grand you've got all the entertainment you will need for the next 2 or 3 years in your lounge yes yeah. yeah? as long remember,
0: as that smart remember, tv will remain relevant and fast and up to date right. with the, with the
1: and, software and remember that on your streaming tv you can still get spotify and apple music and all yeah. these other things on the TV itself. So if you've got a soundbar, it really doubles as a hi-fi. And I'm not just saying that glibly. It sounds that good. You, yeah. I mean, obviously not, not as good as a specialist hi-fi. But if you've just got a sort of a ordinary common and garden hi-fi in your house, get a good sound bar for your TV and you can pack that hi-fi away and save some space there as well. Yeah. Okay. And you so can actually my... Bluetooth from your phone to your speaker as well. In some yeah, cases, a lot, so. a lot
0: of it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of it. Mm. Do that. Then you don't even need like some of them are now. But then you're getting expensive. Even coming with like smart assistant built in and all of that sort of thing. Um, mm. There's so nice things you can look at when you are really bowling. Um, but, yeah, that's a topic for another day. Gavin, this has been fantastic. I am Lindsay Shooter, Sharpshooters on social media, That Opinion Guy on the Internet, that ThatOpinionGuy.co.za is where you find me on my website. Um, and you can just go to link3 forward slash uh, That Opinion Guy and you can find all of my outlets, including this podcast. Gavin, what's up with you? Where can they um, find
1: Well, all this TV research is going into the upcoming issue of Tech Magazine. I'll be doing a summary over that on Tech Radar as well. So you can, you know, not right now, but in a week or two, all this information will be up. You can get a snapshot of everything we've just discussed here today. Um, That's all I really have to report at the moment. I'm busy playing with Samsung's A32 phone. I'm hoping it'll get to you sometime soon so that we can compare notes. It's all done. And thanks to you, the listeners, for listening. Remember, tell a friend who, who thinks they're up on the tech game. Tell them they can geek out with our podcast. And please email us at overclockedza at gmail.com. And we'll
0: reply to your questions on the show. Yeah, Over and out. All of that is at the bottom in the podcast description. And yeah, cheers.